0: Hello and welcome to a Client Questions Answered podcast. This is your Thursday outside podcast, and today we're going to be looking at a question we got sent in on LinkedIn, which says, I'm not even sure if we can get a mortgage from Singapore. What are the tax implications, et cetera? Afraid it might lead to nowhere for you as we're only just getting our stuff together. But is it worth a chat? Question mark. So, Stuart, talk to me.
1: Okay, can we get a mortgage from Singapore? Well, again, it's you know all about your own personal circumstances, possibly not. If you've got a string of criminal offenses and you're a bad debtor in the UK, then it may be that no lenders will look at you. Um, but if you are a fairly normal person working a normal job, not saying that people who've got bad bad debts are not normal because it does Thank happen. you, yeah. Um, if you're just an average person in Singapore working an average sort of job, if you can supply three months worth of bank statements up to six, three months worth of pay slips up to six, passport copy, proof of address, those sort of things, and you don't have the most shocking bad credit history in the UK, then normally you can get a mortgage quite easily, as long as you've got a good enough disposable income.
0: Yeah, and I think Singapore actually is, is seen as a favourable location, right, isn't it? There's a sort of spectrum uh, of locations, you know, and you've got the... the uh, Blacklisted places where you really struggle to get a mortgage, all the way through to the sort of really well favoured locations. And Singapore is one of those locations, right? It's seen as a very strong uh, location, so I don't think there'll be an issue. Um, I think as well, this lady is quite young, um, and something I found when I was first getting a mortgage is I didn't actually have much of a credit credit history in the UK because I, like your friend from the other podcast, moved overseas after university. And that doesn't actually count against you because there is no credit footprint. So it's not a negative thing if you're in that situation either. Um, What about tax implications then? Okay, so purchase of the property and then income tax, I guess, would be what she's talking about there. So stamp duty land tax, what would that be?
1: Uh, 3% for being a buy to let investor, 2% for a foreign investor. Um, On top of that, you probably have fees when buying of about another... Uh, one and a half percent, which is obviously fee that we would charge because we love to charge fees, um, the cost of the mortgage, and a conveyancing cost. So probably about six point three, six point four percent, depending on how much it was.
0: Then so that's the back- all-in purchase cost. Yes.
1: So therefore, you know, you do hear a lot about this buying flip, this sort of stuff, selling stuff quickly. <clears throat> I think offshore, it's a lot more difficult because you do have that five, that six percent charge. So therefore you have to keep it for at least five years. Other tax very quickly is capital gains tax Mm. or income tax. Income tax, you've got £12,500 per British national owning the property that you can get. So if you're a couple, that's £25,000 under current jurisdiction guidelines, governmental guidelines. And then on top of that, you've got capital gains tax. If you come to sell, you made a great profit. Happy days.
0: Yeah, right. People complain about tax. I mean, yes, it's frustrating, but it means you're making money. Anyway, there you have it. Can you get a mortgage? Yes, you can. What are the tax implications? Stamp duty. You've got a higher levy, 5% in total because you're an expat. And then your income tax as well, you capital gains. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much. Thanks for me, Callum, and thanks from Stupod. Yeah, thank you. Bye.